This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about talking with professionals about how to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be having so much fun because we're going to be talking about how to make yourself visible. And, you know, we've got these great products, we've got these great services, and nobody knows where we're here. So how are we going to go about making sure that people know that we exist? So I, it was with great pleasure that I am joined today by Cindy J. Holbrook. So welcome, Cindy J. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Cindy J. Holbrook, a.k.a. The Visibility Whiz, is uniquely gifted at guiding entrepreneurs to thrive as they go up the ladder from being the best kept secret to a trusted and in-demand online authority. Clients benefit for her in, from her empowering systems and strategies that enable them to honor their own integrity and attract their ideal clients while building a fun and profitable online business. So again, Cindy, welcome. Thank you again, Deb. It's definitely my pleasure. Great. Well, you know, Cindy J, let's take a step back and tell us how it is that you discovered that this is your passion in life. Oh, coaching. Yeah, I was a born entrepreneur. When I was a small child, I used to go to this park, probably around 10 or 11 years old. And the Los Angeles riverbed separated the park from a golf course. So I used to go play in the riverbed and collect all the golf balls. And then I would take them home, wash them, and uh, and then take them back to the golfers and sell them. It was a lucrative business when I was small. I bet. Uh, and <laughs> and Pardon me? I bet. Yeah. And so, you know, when the internet, I've always fiddled around a little bit, let's say with a lot of things, like I've sold Tupperware. I was very good with Tupperware for years, um, uh, as let me stay at home with my children when they were young. But then when the internet came out, I knew that there was something on the internet that would really be my calling. Mm -hmm. So I went from different types of businesses and I learned a whole lot from all of these businesses. In 2009, I found coaching, totally fell in love with coaching. I love helping people. I worked in social services for over 20 years. So that shows, you know, my dedication to mm -hmm. helping people grow and really discover who they are. And when I became a coach, I was very fortunate because I had all this past experience from all these other businesses that mm -hmm. I had had online that I knew how to get visible. Mm -hmm. I live in a very small area. And I'm literally 90 miles from anywhere. So while I was working full time, I couldn't very well drive 100 miles right. and speak and then drive mm -hmm. home. You know, it just wasn't feasible. Mm -hmm. So I had to use only online resources mm -hmm. to be visible and to be known. Mm -hmm. And what I found happening, I started coaching as a divorce coach. And what I found happening whenever I would go to networking events, other coaches would come up to me and they'd go, Cindy J, how did you get on Huffington Post Live? Right. How did you get on eHarmony? Mm -hmm. How did you get on Prevention? Mm -hmm. How did you get on Fox? How did you get all of these places? Can mm -hmm. you show me how? So I started showing other coaches how to be visible online. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I sort of morphed into being the visibility whiz. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, I totally shut down my divorce coaching and mm -hmm. went full time with the visibility coaching. Great. You know, and it is, you know, as, as we were saying, it's, we start our business, you know, and, and we know that we've got this great product, this great service. Otherwise, you know, we, why start our business? And, but we're not quite sure what to do, you know, and, and so many times, we attend every networking event that, that we can. And, and you mentioned that's just not possible for you. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so, or, or we, we try this and we try that. And, and we, and what we do is we end up spinning our wheels, you know, and, and so what mm -hmm. is it that a person really needs to initially do to make sure that they stand out from the crowd? 
One of the biggest things that people don't do is they haven't really decided what they want to be known for. Okay. And they're talking to everybody. Uh, when I was on my path to coaching, when mm-hmm. I was an affiliate marketer, mm-hmm. I had a website that I was getting 30,000 unique visitors each month to. Wow. And I was making, I didn't have any clients and mm-hmm. I really had very few sales mm-hmm. because it was just a mix match of anything and everything. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing congruent there. Mm-hmm. Even when I started my divorce coaching, I thought, hey, I'm going to coach divorced women. Mm-hmm. And this was my niche. But I really didn't know what I wanted to be known for. And I didn't understand at that time that you really need to narrow down who your ideal client is and what you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, even in divorce coaching, I had three businesses in one. Mm-hmm. Because somebody who is thinking about divorce and somebody who's going through divorce and somebody who's already divorced and trying to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. speak three different languages. Right. So in order to be visible, you have to speak the language of the person you're speaking to. So you have to know who your ideal client is, mm-hmm. which is a lot more than just a niche. Right. Divorce coaching was a niche, mm-hmm. but had I narrowed down to after divorce or during divorce, mm-hmm. it would have really narrowed it down, you know, the niche even more. Right. Uh, but also, um, <clears throat> you need to, when people know who you are, I'm a big fan of having this short verbiage to describe who you are. Okay. That's why I'm the visibility with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of uh, a couple of my mentors were. Uh, America's Inner Peace Coach, the millionaire, the millionaire marketing mentor, mm-hmm. and um, then I believe that I heard I don't I never coached with this person, but I think there's somebody out there that says they're the soul soulmate finder. Ah. So whenever you have names like this, mm-hmm. people automatically connect with what you do. Right, they, they know right away what it are. is. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and and exactly. we talked about that before on the program where. You know, you ask somebody, you know, who who is your target client? And they smile at you and they're very proud to say everyone. Um, You know, and I've shared this on the program before where, uh, you know, I was at a networking event and was talking to someone who sold skincare products. And so we said, you know, who's your target market? What skincare products? And so she said, everyone. None of us could think of somebody that we could refer her to. Because it was, you know, it was actually pretty specific. And, and, um, you know, it it was like we didn't know anybody who had skin, right? And, you know, but so we worked with her and and said, okay, no, you need to fine tune, fine tune, fine tune. And of course, what she said was, but I don't want to miss anybody, you know, somebody, you know, and, and, and that is, of course, the hard part for, for a small business owner. We don't want to miss people. But, you know, when she got it down to, she sold skincare products for teenage boys who had acne. Now that's a mm-hmm. pretty small group, but every right. single one of us knew somebody to refer her to. Um, you know, and, and 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 so we then, you know, when we knew more about what she was doing, we were able mm-hmm. to help her because like I said, you know, we couldn't remember anybody with skin, but we all knew somebody who was a, or you know, had a teenage boy who had acne. So she had right. it really small. Now, clearly she could help a lot of people, but you know, that was what, you know, what really helped her was to get down to that really fine concept of who her clients were. And, you know, so that meant that she was in essence eliminating a whole lot of people, right. but you know, those people might not have been interested anyway. Uh, what's interesting about that, see, in my mind, that's still a niche. Whenever I talk mm-hmm. about your perfect ideal client, I even narrow it down more. Okay. You know, everybody that hears you, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're 30% are going to love you, 30% are going to hate you, and the mm-hmm. other 40% are going to be neutral. Mm-hmm. You want to focus on those 30% people that love you. These are right. your perfect ideal clients. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are... Uh, going to refer you to other people. They're going to love you. But it goes more down to like personality. Mm -hmm. They're wired to resonate with you Mm -hmm. in the way that you speak. Mm -hmm. So even though this, she was selling skincare products, 
the way that she presented herself may or may not have matched somebody else's personality. Right. So you have to think of your personality and who mm. your ideal client is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my ideal client has a big heart mm-hmm. and they love helping people. Mm-hmm. My ideal client is, uh, has a sense of humor and my ideal client loves stories. Mm-hmm. I'm a natural born storyteller. And so mm-hmm. sometimes when I coach people, I coach them through stories even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is who I am. And some people hate stories. Right. But also, when I first started coaching, I had the, I got it was one of my first clients. And every time after I hung up the phone with this woman, I would cry. Oh, because she was very <laughs> she was very mean to me. Oh no, she, she did not like the way that I pronounced words. I always say that I was a confused child. My mother was from New York. My dad was from the South. And <laughs> the, yeah, you heard. I was a very confused from. child picking up these different accents. Mm-hmm. I went through speech class through the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And I know even today there's some words. I think I'm pronouncing them right, but mm-hmm. I'm not. Right. Uh, and so uh, she didn't like the way that I said woman versus woman. And she would yell at me, literally yell at me. Okay, she and had issues. She had issues. Yeah, she definitely had issues. And and being a new coach, I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? I'm supposed to be helping this person. Mm-hmm. And my coach, I, I'm a strong believer that any coach always needs to have a mentor coach that they can talk with. She said, fire her. And I said, what? I can fire her? She's paying she goes, me. It's your business. You mm-hmm. can fire her. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I was like, yay. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but and- she was not my perfect client. She right. fit my demographics. Mm-hmm. She fit my demographics. Right. And that's why I think it's so important to realize your perfect mm-hmm. client, even though somebody fits your demographics, they still may not be your perfect client. Right. I, I relate this to if you if you're looking for a soulmate, mm-hmm. you're not going to say every single man out there is I want to look at every single man out there. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a really clear idea mm-hmm. about what type of a man you're looking for. Or if you're a man, you're going to have a very clear mm-hmm. picture of what type of a woman right. you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And we don't, whenever people start uh, their businesses online, they don't narrow it down. Mm-hmm. They think, everybody, I can mm-hmm. help everybody. Right. But they're really hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And when... If somebody's wired to work with you, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you call yourself. Even though this woman sold skincare products mm-hmm. for for teenage boys with acne, I'm sure she also got clients of older men and women oh, who right. had acne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You're not blocking anybody out, mm-hmm. but you have somebody who you're getting a very mm-hmm. clear, concise language with, right. and you can talk their language, but other mm-hmm. people will resonate. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, my website was actually coachingfordivorcedwomen.com. Mm. So it was divorcing, you know, woman. Mm-hmm. I can't tell clear. you how many men mm-hmm. I coached. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, men, men would like, they'd read my website, they'd sign up for my list and that email me, do you work mm-hmm. with men too? I go, sure I do. Mm-hmm. But because they resonated with what I was saying and they were my perfect clients because they resonated with what I was saying. Right. You know, and, and I think so many people don't stop to think as, as you said about those other values, you know, that, that someone may or may not have, um, you know, because we do, we get caught up in, you know, we've got our little box and we've developed who our perfect mm-hmm. client is and, you know, we forget that there's people, you know, around that, that will fit, you know, the, like you said, you know, the, the woman who sold skincare, clearly a secondary market for her is going to be girls who have acne, you know, teenage girls, you know, that's it's going to, but, and, and she just kind of arbitrarily decided, you know, this was, was who she was going to sell to, but yeah, we, we don't think about those, those other things. And I love how you bring it back to kind of thinking about dating because, you know, we don't just look for, you know, race, color, age, money, you know, mm-hmm. let's be honest, especially if, you know, if you, you know, li- getting a little more long in the tooth, you, you know, money's important. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, we do think, you know, we want them to love to travel. We want them to have a sense of humor or we want them to be very serious. I mean, you know, all these various things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, once someone has figured that out, then what? You know, is, does it mean they're going to write the text of their website? How, what, what does this mean? Well, yes, this, the two things. Number one, knowing what you want to be known for. Okay, I want to be known as a visibility whiz. Uh-huh. So therefore, everything that I speak about, everything that I write about mm-hmm. is always directed around 
online visibility of some okay. sort. Uh, and it's not just social media. Mm -hmm. I, I know social media, but it's not just social media. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ways to get visible mm -hmm. online. Right. And also video. You know, a lot of people, they're terrified of video, and they don't want to start out with video. Mm -hmm. I do believe that everybody should learn to build up the confidence to be on video because that's the way that we're going. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to hop on video the day after you decide right. that you're going to be in mm -hmm. business uh, because it's scary. I, it yeah. took me a year practicing before I got mm -hmm. comfortable on camera. So um, then after visit, you know, so then you know, I need to know who I'm losing my mind. <laughs> you need to be clear and concise mm -hmm. with what your message is. And everything okay. has to go back to mm -hmm. it. I had a client, she was a health coach and she was always showing people her photography pictures. And I said, what are you doing? Right. And she goes, well, I'm getting a whole bunch of likes and people love my pictures. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but that's not the visibility mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. These people that like your pictures aren't interested in your holistic health products. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you have to, everything that you're talking about has to always go back to what you want to be known for. Mm -hmm. So everything that I talk about always has something to do with visibility or your mindset to be visible mm -hmm. because mindset is always number one with right. anything. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, say, Hey, I want to be visible. And we have a lot of barriers to being visible. It's mm -hmm. terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Right. We're afraid mm -hmm. of rejection. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of being ca um, called names. We're afraid mm -hmm. of bad comments. We're mm -hmm. afraid of being a laughing stock. Mm -hmm. uh, we're afraid of not being perfect. So we try to be perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's there's all these fears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's just so many fears wrapped around visibility. Mm -hmm. So whenever somebody says, Yeah, I want to be visible, it's like, Do you really? Mm -hmm. What right. is what is this conflicting belief that you have inside of your mind that's making you sabotage your own visibility. Mm -hmm. And this also is why I think people do sometimes go out and do something like my uh, holistic health coach that was showing off her photography mm -hmm. work. Her photography work was safe. Right. And, and she probably loved it. She did. And mm -hmm. they were great. I loved mm -hmm. her photography, right. but it wasn't selling mm -hmm. her mm -hmm. holistic health. Mm -hmm. Right. You yeah. know, but, but Cindy J, that actually made me think about the people that are doing multiple things at once, you know, and, and in this day and age, I mean, a lot of people do that. They do this side hustle, you know, or, or things like that. And, you know, and, and I love it when I'm at a networking thing and, you know, somebody walks up and hands me three or four business cards or even just two, you know, because they do this and they do this and, you know, and, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I, you know, or they'll ask me, you know, I, I do multiple things. How do I do that online? And, and it is confusing, you know, so but but it is something that many people do, you know. And and so, what do you tell people like that? Uh, yeah, a lot of people do. You have to mm -hmm. choose one thing and only one thing, and you have to make that profit before you go on to something else. Okay, you can't have more than one business. Mm -hmm. However, you have to. Every person has to decide theirself because mm -hmm. you can only focus on one. You can't divide your mm -hmm. attention between two. Right. Uh, it. Um, I hear this on Shark Tank a lot. I don't know if you ever watched Shark Tank, mm -hmm. but I love Shark Tank. But they're always like, you're not all in. Mm -hmm. You're not all in your right. business. Mm -hmm. And and if you have four different businesses, you're not mm -hmm. all in any of them. Mm -hmm. So you need to choose one 100% focus on building that up. Mm -hmm. Once you have that as a smooth sailing machine where it's not taking up much of your time, you have different people handling different parts, then you can move to another one oh, if okay. you so desire. Mm -hmm. But I believe most people, if they have three or four things they're trying to do, it's like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall to see yeah, what, what sticks. sticks. Mm -hmm. Which business is going to be the most profitable mm -hmm. for me? Right. Well, sadly, if you're trying to do four businesses at once and you haven't got any of them off the ground, none of them are ever going to go off right. the ground. Right. It's, uh, you look at the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it, they do this all the time. They open one store at a time. Mm -hmm. They get that store profitable. Mm -hmm. They open a second one. Mm -hmm. Get that profitable. Um, you know, whenever, like, even the franchises. If you're going to franchise a McDonald's, or I had a brother-in-law that was a franchise owner of mm -hmm. Little Caesars, and he wound up with 10 Little Caesars store. Wow. But believe me, if he mm -hmm. would have tried to start with all 10 at the mm -hmm. same time, he would have failed. 
Right. He did the first one, Mm -hmm. got it going, did the second one, Mm -hmm. got it going, did the third one. And that's what we need to do. One thing at a time, one focus. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. I had somebody that came to me one time and, and, and he had, you know, he just, he, I, I don't know. He did two things and I'm not quite sure why, you know, and, and so one of the things, so his day job was that he sold insurance. And then on the weekends, he was a landscaper. So, I mean, you can't get much more different than, than that. And, you know, and, and, and he had no intention of not do, of, of doing just one. I mean, he loved being able to do both. And so actually what I told him, I said, okay, well, LinkedIn is where you're going to set up your insurance presence. And I said, and Facebook is where you're going to set up your landscaper presence. And I said, you know, and and because what happened was he was trying to combine into, especially on LinkedIn, you know, and, and, and I mean, LinkedIn, it, 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 you know, LinkedIn doesn't like you to have more than one profile. So, you know, that was, Mm -hmm. so he had two in one and all it did was it confused people. It was like, well, wait a minute, which one are you? And, or, you know, or did you have a mistake right. in your profile? You know, had you, you know, all these various things. And, and so when he split his presence, he liked that, um, you know, and, and, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, like you said, there's so many places online to be able to do things. It, it gets confusing and it is hard for people who, you know, whether by choice or because they're kind of forced to are mm-hmm. doing multiple things. But, you know, the nice thing is you can split where your presence is. It just, you know, it, but you're right. You know, your head is not a hundred percent in, in either of them. But even with this gentleman, I mean, he already had some, he already had both of these businesses established Mm -hmm. and he knew that he liked both of them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the landscaping for whatever reason, probably gave him peace of mind being outside. Mm -hmm. He liked gardening. Mm -hmm. So the landscaping probably, I would assume started out of more of being a hobby. It was. And, Mm -hmm. and the insurance was like his, his day job, his mm-hmm. regular yeah. job. And this was where his big money was, mm-hmm. but he needs the hobby in order to stay centered. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is just my picture mm-hmm. of the gentleman. Mm-hmm. But yeah. He can't put them both because people yeah. are confused. Mm-hmm. And I would have given him the same advice you did. Now, had he not been established in either of these businesses, mm-hmm. I would have told him to choose one. Right. Right. You know, See, and, and that's funny. the big difference. He was already yeah. established. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because that's exactly what happened to me, you know, way back when I started Wise Women Communications, my, my business, mm-hmm. you know, I started it as, at that point, I don't even know if they called them side hustles, but, you know, I, I started it as, as kind of, you know, a second business. Um, I was working for another company, you know, and now they knew that I was doing this, you know, so there was, was not any conflict or anything. And, and so I started Wise Women and, yeah, you know, but you know, could only put a certain amount of time into it because I had my day job, and you know, and, and I met with a business coach, and I remember very distinctly. I mean, and this is twenty five ish years ago. She told me that I was playing at being a business owner, and and I was kind of offended at that. But you know, and 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 she said, and until I had to make it work. I wouldn't make it work. And of course she was right because I could fall back on, you know, that, that other job. And, and, but I still remember, you know, and, and this was 20 years ago, one of the hardest things I had to do was go in and tell my current employer I was leaving because I liked them. I liked the people. I liked what I was doing, but I really had to decide what one was I going to do. Um, you know, exactly. and, and I put it, I'm, I was like hanging on, you know, I jumped off the diving board, but then I turned around and grabbed it and I was hanging on for dear life and I needed to let go. Um, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things mm. that is the hardest for a business owner to do when, you know, when we're going off on our own is when to really let go of that diving board. You know, part of it, especially with the the job, like I worked in social services, mm-hmm. so I had my full-time mm-hmm. job. I had, I knew that I was going to get this paycheck each week mm-hmm. I could depend on. Mm-hmm. And also, um, for the other, a lot of the other things I did online, I think that was more playing, you know, and I made decent money at quite a few things, but it was never nothing that I felt like I could just leave social right. services mm-hmm. with. But 
when I began coaching, I began coaching in 2009 and mm -hmm. I took an early retirement from social mm -hmm. services in 2011. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I was able to build up clientele and mm -hmm. build up right. my coaching mm -hmm. business. So if that's your goal, especially mm -hmm. to our listeners, if that's your goal mm -hmm. to quit your day job and take it on time, mm -hmm. you know, as long as you know that that's your goal, you can still do right. both. You can mm -hmm. still work mm -hmm. and build your business. Mm -hmm. And then once your business is making more money or you, you know, you feel halfway safe, then mm -hmm. go. Another thing is I hated my job. I hated it, especially oh, no. near the end. Mm -hmm. I loved, I loved my uh, clientele, right. mm -hmm. but I hated the politics. Oh, and all the paperwork and all of that. Mm -hmm. The paperwork didn't even bug me as much as the politics <laughs> because I worked for the government mm -hmm. and right. working for the government is more suckier than having to deal with the government. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of laws, a lot of regulations. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely, you know, put a damper on what mm -hmm. I was doing. But I really wanted the freedom to be mm -hmm. able to do do things my way. So right. it was always my goal mm -hmm. to take my business mm -hmm. full time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's definitely possible. But I also know people who have just quit their jobs, up and quit their jobs right. to take their business mm -hmm. full time. Right. and. Or, or been a forced. personal decision. Maybe they didn't quit. Maybe, maybe the, the employer said you're done. Mm -hmm. That you know, that's true. I always say, and I believe I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. And mm -hmm. if you really want something bad enough, and you're afraid to take the something will happen. Leave, mm -hmm. Sometimes something will happen. My mm -hmm. son, for quite a few years, talked about taking, uh, starting his own business. He's mm -hmm. a land surveyor, mm. and but. He was a single dad. He was really didn't want to lose. He knew mm -hmm. working for somebody else, he knew that he had this money coming right. in. Right. Mm -hmm. So then um, he was in an accident, broke his neck. He's recovered 100%. Oh. Mm -hmm. But it, after he broke his neck, his boss fired him. Oh, no. So he then asked his um uh, he asked his doctor, he goes, well, can I network? Can I, can I get a business license and start mm -hmm. my own business? And can I network with people until you release me to go back to work? Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. He within probably within two or three months of his accident, he was like networking and he already had a name in the industry, uh -huh. but, uh, but his business took off really good, mm -hmm. really fast, really quick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's never looked back. But it's really interesting because had he not broke his neck and got fired, he right. probably would have mm -hmm. always been stuck in that trap. Mm -hmm. I, you know, how can I really make it on my own whenever I have this stable income to take mm -hmm. care of my son? Right. Well, and, you know, it is one of those things where you're thinking, you know, stable income benefits you know especially for someone who is is a parent um you know right. you, you need insurance all those various things um and and so it's tricky but you know what are some of the other things that scare small business owners you know what it because it, it, it anybody who thinks this is easy no uh-uh so so what are some of the other fears that that they need to overcome you know i talk about um a lot of people, when I first started being the visibility with, I asked people, what does visibility mean to you? Mm -hmm. And also, and you know, talking to people, it's like, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Some people think that visibility is being number one on Google. Right. And that's not visibility mm -mm. because it's, it's not giving you those ideal perfect right. clients that mm -hmm. you want. But also, when I would ask people, one of their big things is, I haven't done anything because I don't know what platform to go on. I'm so confused. Should I do Facebook? Should I do right. Twitter? Should mm -hmm. I do YouTube? Mm -hmm. What do I need to put on my website? Oh, my website's not perfect right. yet. I have to keep reading. Mm -hmm. I had a client who worked on her website for two years oh. because she it had to because be she didn't want to show it to people. It wasn't good enough. It doesn't. It doesn't reflect who I am. Okay, so this is these. What these fears are is number one, especially with the website is the fear of rejection. But even whenever you narrow down, well, I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the fear of rejection, the fear right. of not making it. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, I don't want to waste time. Mm -hmm. No time is wasted if you're learning. Right. And so what I find people doing is they'll go from one thing to the next to the next, and they never give anything a fair chance. Mm -hmm. They say, you choose one platform and you do that platform and only that platform for two to three months. Mm -hmm. 
right. before you move to another one. Mm-hmm. Each platform's unique and you know there's learning curves to each mm-hmm. of them. But your ideal client is going to be on every single platform mm-hmm. out there. And a lot of people's like, where are my clients? Where are my clients? And I'm like, if you're out there looking for your clients, it really it reminds me of of somebody, if you're walking down this busy street, uh, you know, with shops, and then a shop owner comes running out and grabs you and pulls you in. This is you saying, I, you know, I have to find my ideal clients. I have to find them. I mm-hmm. have to find them. The shop owners aren't going to come and pull you in. No. What do they do? They have this window dressing that's pretty to invite you mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And this is what why visibility is so important. Mm-hmm. You want to be there. So whenever somebody's searching for your expertise, you're going to show up somewhere, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Twitter, mm-hmm. maybe on YouTube, maybe your website, maybe on a guest article you wrote for somebody. Mm-hmm. But right. this is what visibility is. It's you being in front of your ideal audience. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if your ideal audience is moms of toddlers and everybody that's seeing you are 50-year-old men, you're not going to be. No, you're not in the right business. place. Mm-hmm. You know? So you, therefore, it's, it's, it's your language. It goes back to what I said at the beginning, your mm-hmm. language. Okay. Because if you're talking to that mom of toddlers, mm-hmm. That's who's going to automatically pick it up. They're going to go, wow, she's talking about me. Mm-hmm. People tell me that all the time. It's like, wow, you know me. This is exactly what I was mm-hmm. thinking. And that's because I know who my ideal client is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you can't talk to them that way. No, no. You know, um, and that comes back to, you, you, as you said, you have to know who your ideal client is. Because yeah, if that, that is so important. Everybody, we're appealing to no one. Right. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't, you know, I don't want to waste time, mm-hmm. you're wasting time doing nothing. Right. And it's time to sort of check into yourself and ask yourself, you know, what am I afraid of? I tell people that one of the ways to get out there and get visible mm-hmm. is you want to be outrageously confident. Ah. And they're like, oh, outrageously confident. How now, on earth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, number one, confidence is not a state that anybody ever arrives. Confidence is a state of being. Mm -hmm. You know, you were not confident you could tie your shoe until you learned to tie your shoe. Mm -hmm. You were not confident that you could drive until you learned to drive. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn it to be confident. Mm -hmm. So if you're waiting for confidence, you're never going to get there. So my definition of confidence is being willing to try something that you're terrified to do or that you've never done before. Okay. Willing. Willing Mm -hmm. to try it. Mm -hmm. Outrageous is to be very bold, unusual, and startling. So if you pick up that outrageous confidence, mm-hmm. it means that you're going out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that you wouldn't normally do. You're being, you're being bold by stepping into who you are. You're not trying to be somebody else. A lot of people always they think they have to be perfect, as mm-hmm. I said, because they're afraid of that rejection. Right. Well, G- Deb is really popular, and so I think I'm going to do everything exactly the way Deb does it. <laughs> I have to talk the same way. I have to use the same words. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 this is not you. Mm-hmm. You have to be you because that's who the people that you're here to serve need you to be you. Right. And so it's just confident to step out and do something a little bit different. I have different props that I use sometimes in videos. I don't mm-hmm. have any next to me right now, but this is me being fun and different, mm-hmm. but it's who I am. Right. And uh, people will resonate with that whenever they see it. Mm-hmm. And if some people won't use, um, uh, props. Also, mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller. Like I mm-hmm. told the story of my son. I told the story of the golf mm-hmm. balls. To be an entrepreneur. Some people are not storytellers, so they're not going to be telling stories. Right. So you have to be who you are. So you can't sit there and mimic the other person. You have to be outrageously confident just to be yourself mm-hmm. and take that deep breath and know that you are speaking to that 30% that love you. That's mm-hmm. all you're focusing on, that right. 30% mm-hmm. that love you. Mm-hmm. And when you get the haters and stuff, uh, that just means that you're moving up in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're not going to buy from you anyway, so it's kind of like who cares. Um, exactly. But you know, and and I love that we absolutely have to be authentic um, to ourselves. You know, and and mm-hmm. and when we see someone who isn't, 
you know, it, we pick up on it almost immediately. And I think that's one of the things with social media is, is we can see that really fast. You know, one of the easiest ways is, you know, to think about somebody who is telling jokes who clearly isn't good at telling jokes, um, you know, and or or like you said, being on camera. I mean, you know, if if they are just terrified about being on camera, they shouldn't be. Um, you know, exactly. But, but there are classes. You know, there's there's all sorts of things. I tell people you know, because one of of course one of the best ways for people to be known is to speak. You know, to to and you right. know to, to to present and things like that. And and for some people, I mean, that just it is they they really would rather die i mean you know it, it is just terrifying to them and so i tell you know i tell them okay toastmasters now i've never you know i've never been part of toastmasters but i know toastmasters is a great organization to to do that <coughs> you know and 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 you still you know it, but it, it reaches a point i mean if you if you are just deathly afraid and it's not going to get better, then don't do it. I mean, you know. It, exactly. But practice. That's, right. a, that's a big thing. It's practice. You know, the only way, like I said, you didn't know how to tie your shoe until you learned mm-hmm. how to tie your shoe. That's right. when you became confident. Mm-hmm. When I started doing video, I, would, I was like, literally, my name <laughs> is mm-hmm. Cindy mm-hmm. J. Today, oh, we no. mm-hmm. will be talking about mm-hmm. confidence. Yep. That was actually one of the first videos I made about <laughs> confidence. So uh-huh. funny. I love it. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was like, my God, mom, that doesn't even look like you. Mm-hmm. Because she's used to me moving. She's right. used to my, mm-hmm. all of my, and I was trying, I was trying to be perfect. I was trying right. to pronounce mm-hmm. each word perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to do video. So I practiced. Mm-hmm. Nobody never mm-hmm. seen them, but I practiced, practiced, right. practiced. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to do Facebook Live, all you need to do when you turn on Facebook Live is you set it to where only you see it. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Nobody's going to see it but you. Mm-hmm. You just change it from public or friends mm-hmm. to just yep. only you. Mm-hmm. So you can practice until mm-hmm. your heart's content. Right. And it took me a couple of years to mm-hmm. get um, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, I also, um, well, two things. First of all, I on my website, I do have, um, CindyJHolberg.com, I have an article that I wrote about seven ways to be visible without being on camera. Oh. Because I understand mm-hmm. you, you don't want to wait till you're confident right. to be on camera uh-huh. before you get visible. Right. You could be dead. You can get visible without being on camera. Mm-hmm. But I honestly believe that it should be everybody's goal mm-hmm. to get confident on camera. Right. Second of all is um, whenever you do do camera, you know, with me, like I said, I did that, but now I host a weekly podcast Mm -hmm. as well, which is on camera. Mm -hmm. I'm also, uh, this is the second year that I've hosted a summit. I'll Mm -hmm. be hosting my rocking online visibility summit. I have 32 experts that are going to share tips Mm -hmm. on being visible on Instagram, Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, and uh, how to blog for profit. Mm -hmm. So I have some really great guest speakers, Mm -hmm. but I edit all of my videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's something that I enjoy doing. And it gives me like this, this creative process. But what's really funny is whenever I first started editing my videos, I was like trying to cut out all of my ands or my Mm -hmm. ums. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, well, that's just me. I've gotten very... I've gotten very used to who I am because right. I watch myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had, I think I'm going on like 80 some odd podcast wow. guests. Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed last year, I had 42 guests on mm-hmm. the summit. This year I have 32. Great. So I have like, even just um, mm-hmm. me interviewing somebody mm-hmm. else is 180 videos that mm-hmm. I've edited of me. Right. And believe me, there's nothing that gets you as confident as just seeing you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I'm just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And, and that's part of being authentic. Um, you know, and, and, and it is, you know, biting off small things. You're like, this program is an hour long. So if someone had never done something like this before, probably not a good place for them to leap in. You know, so you start with, say, a 10-minute program or even less. I mean, you know, there are some people mm-hmm. who do one-minute interviews. Um, you know, and, and so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you you find things that fit, and then then you grow, and yeah, and again, you absolutely have to realize we are not perfect. Um, you know, there are things that we do get better at. You know, with with our with practice, 
I still remember one of the things, uh, you know, moved from Denver to, to here, to Atlanta, and someone listened to my radio program, and this was when it was just audio, and, and he was so sweet. He said, you've got such great content, but darling, y'all need to slow down. And, you know, and, and because when I get excited, of course, I speak fast, and I just always have, have you know, and so I do consciously think, slow down when I'm speaking, but I'm not going to go really slow because then that's just not me. I'm probably also going to say things like, you know, and, um, and do I say them as much as I used to? No, because you catch those things and you start working on it, but it, it does, it takes practice. You know, nobody was, was absolutely perfect. I mean, look at, if we have to, you know, look at actors and look at some of the first things that they did on camera and they're just absolutely hilarious. Um, you know, and, and now they're winning Oscars and Emmys and, and all of those things. Nobody is perfect when they start out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's it. I always ask people, would you expect a first grader to pass a 12th grade test? Right. And, and they say, no. you don't but why do you expect yourself mm-hmm. to pass this 12th grade test um, when there's something you're just in first grade in? Right. Be it video, be it writing, be it speaking. You had mentioned Toastmasters earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in Toastmasters for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I joined Toastmasters was because I wanted to do video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I really wanted to master the art mm-hmm. of video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I practiced and practiced. And I joined Toastmasters. I was in there for a couple of years. But what was very interesting, it, it was a, I do it so naturally, I didn't even realize it was a gift or it was something good. Everybody, when they would uh, review my speeches, they would always go, you're such a good storyteller, Cindy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I never knew I was a good story. Yay. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. And it is part of the way that I speak, the way that I share. Right. And like you had sp- talked about the person t- telling jokes, if they don't know how to do jokes, don't do it. I'm not a good joke teller. No, but I never teller. remember the punchline, <laughs> you know, or I say I'm wrong or, you know, and then it's just, it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then we're talking about like fears and stuff mm-hmm. too. The big fear Mm-hmm. Of anybody. I don't care what it is. Yeah, you could be afraid of being visible. You could be afraid of, uh, of you know, wasting time, even though I don't mm-hmm. believe you're wasting time because you're learning. You're, you're going from first grade to second grade mm-hmm. to third right, grade. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. My grandson, he was so cute. He calls me up one time. And he's like, Grandma, I am so, so afraid. I said, well, honey, what are you afraid mm-hmm. of? He goes, I'm going to go into second grade. Oh, I said, well, sweetie, he goes, and I go, what's what makes you afraid of it? I've never been in second grade mm-hmm. before. I was like, well, honey, was you in first grade before mm-hmm. you went into first grade? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And how did first grade work for you? Did you like your teacher? Did mm-hmm. you make friends? And so then I got him like being okay mm-hmm. to go to first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's just sitting down talking to yourself. Again, I'm talking about my grandson because he cracks me up. But um, he was afraid of height. And so he was afraid of flying. Mm. My son was always like trying to get him on an airplane. And he mm. would just break into a oh. total anxiety mm-hmm. attack. And so my son was like, you know, started teaching him about planes and how safe planes were oh, compared okay. to cars. Mm-hmm. And just start teaching him about airplanes. Mm-hmm. And um, he goes, Daddy, he goes, why do you want me to go on an airplane so badly? And my son says, because I can take you to some really cool places that I wouldn't be able to take you to mm-hmm. driving. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, Daddy, we'll go on a plane. So my son scheduled a trip. He lives in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. My daughter lives in Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. My grandson just loves his Auntie Amy. So they scheduled a trip to go to Las yeah. Vegas. Short he was trip. excited that he got to see Auntie Amy, mm-hmm. right? And um, plus, before he went on the plane, they let him meet the pilot and see oh, the cockpit. Mm-hmm. So they did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And going flying there is a 45-minute flight. Mm-hmm. Flying there, you know, he was a little bit afraid. But on the way back, he wanted to sit at the window and look out. So it helped him overcome this fear. Right. So the only way you can overcome mm-hmm. a fear is by actually doing it. Mm-hmm. 
And if we're not if we're not doing what we're afraid of, we'll never overcome it. You've right. got to take that step. Take the you know I know Bob Proctor calls it you know jumping off the diving board. You mm-hmm. got to take the jump. You mm-hmm. got to do it. Um, and it's the only way to go through fear mm-hmm. because fear is just this nightmare story we're telling ourselves. Right. And focus on what's going to happen once we do it. Mm-hmm. When you are visible as well. My mind is going like 100 miles an hour. So with the fears, the basic fear that everything goes down to is Mm -hmm. you're afraid that you're going to make a fatal mistake. Mm -hmm. And there is no fatal mistake unless you choose to make it a fatal mistake. You're going to have haters. And it's Mm -hmm. horrible sometimes reading comments that people make. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I remember I... On, on my Facebook group, mm-hmm. I do a Q&A every Tuesday for the group where I'll answer any questions mm-hmm. they have during the Q&A. And so one day my internet was uh, out. and No, my electricity was out. It oh. was this, it was, mm-hmm. And I live in the middle of the desert. So I think this was last August, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh. The electricity was out. <laughs> And it's hot, it's hot uh, as heck, you know, so I did myself as much as I could. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the uh, coffee shop mm-hmm. to do my live. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, somebody posted on my Facebook page, they said, you're not a professional. I don't know why you would say you're a professional. You do this video with frizzy hair in a coffee shop. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, my hair was frizzy because I couldn't fix it because I don't have any electricity. Yeah. And it's but, 100 degrees. <laughs> and it's 100 degrees. And, and what's interesting is I told this to people at the beginning of mm-hmm. the live. Right. I said, hey, I'm in this coffee shop mm-hmm. because I wanted to mm-hmm. honor my commitment to mm-hmm. you. Right. My electricity's out, mm-hmm. so I couldn't mm-hmm. do my hair. You know, I said all of this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But this, she had issues. She was just. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, She's one, one of those complainers. Mm-hmm. Now I deleted I deleted that, but also I know that I um, created a I did on my email. I don't remember exactly how I was saying it, but this was hers. And you have to expect that people are going to say this, but mm-hmm. just because they say it doesn't mean that it's true, right? So you well, always have to step back and mm-hmm. ask yourself, you know, am I going to? There's this accept and reject button in your head. Mm-hmm. Am I going to accept what she said, or am mm-hmm. I going to reject it? Right. I know I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Just because she thinks I'm not because I have frizzy hair, mm-hmm. that's her problem. Right. Uh, there's there's somebody else, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Molly Mahoney. She's called mm-hmm. the prepared performer. Mm-hmm. She used to be uh, she used to be actresses and stuff, and now she teaches people mm-hmm. um, how to perform on video. Mm-hmm. And she's one of my guest speakers on the, the Rocking Online Visibility mm-hmm. Summit. So you want to sign up, you know, and see her. But yeah. she's, um, she, ta- she tells a story about she has a lisp. Mm-hmm. And so somebody was telling her she shouldn't be on video because she has a lisp. Well, how rude. So there, there are really cruel people out mm-hmm. there and you just have to say, okay, they're cruel. Mm-hmm. And if you let, if you flip the switch and say, I can't handle this, mm-hmm. then that's the only fatal mistake. Right. When I was my very first time I was on, uh, covering the most mm-hmm. on the first time that I was on it. They invited me on it because I had wrote a story about finding a friend with benefits after divorce. Mm. And so I was in this panel of people mm-hmm. and uh, my theory is, was, still is, that it is better to have a friend with benefits than it is to have several one night stands. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what I was trying to say, but I was nervous, you know, mm-hmm. being on Huffington Post Live. Oh, yeah. I wasn't relating it as clearly mm-hmm. as what I related it just now. Mm-hmm. And Huffington Post, when they were marketing this episode, said, mm-hmm. certified divorce coach Cindy J. Holbrook tells all of her clients to find a friend with benefits. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's not what I'm saying. That's uh-huh. not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. And I thought, my business is over. I might mm-hmm. as well just right. go back to social services. Uh-huh. I might as well find a job. Mm-hmm. You know, believe me, I did some mm-hmm. crying. Uh, and then, you know, I at first I was looking at the comments and it was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. Couldn't look at the comments underneath mm-hmm. this having to post live. Mm-hmm. That was like I had to stop that really quick because that mm-hmm. was just really taking me right. down. Mm-hmm. 
But then I started getting emails and phone calls. Wow, I really loved your interview. Oh. You know, can I want to coach with you. Mm-hmm. I got so many clients off of that. And I thought, wow, I could have stayed down in the dumps mm-hmm. and said my business is over and shut it down. Right. But that would have been me. Nobody can shut your business down but yourself. Right. Right. And so had I been so embarrassed over this and just shut down and not looked at my emails or my phone calls or anything, I would not have ever been able to build the successful business that I did. Right. But because I was able to step past it. Because mm-hmm. these people, number one, they were not my ideal clients. No. Number two, they all had their own issues and they just wanted to talk it out on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had their own opinions, which most of them didn't agree with the way I made mm-hmm. most promoted it. But it was just a very interesting experience mm-hmm. for me. But right. a lot of people, they would have thought that would be a fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Huffington Post mm-hmm. Live misquoting you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I didn't choose to let it, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't choose to stay down. Mm-hmm. So know that there is no fatal mistake. Mm-hmm. I don't care how bad it is. You look mm-hmm. at some of these actors even, you know, they get all these bad, bad, bad publicity. And it's absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. So they, um, but all it does is propel their business because mm-hmm. that's the mindset that they're in. Right. So to be visible, number one, decide what you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. Know exactly who your ideal clients are mm-hmm. and what it is, um, what language they speak. Mm-hmm. What values do they have that you have? What makes the two of you connect and click? Right. Because you don't want to date everyone. You only want that 30% that are going to mm-hmm. love you. Right. And then be very, very consistent across the board mm-hmm. with what you're speaking about. Mm-hmm. And allow them to come to you. Whenever you're visible and you're speaking their language, they're going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to give you know a couple tips here. Number one, with Facebook. Everybody always talks about Facebook. Mm-hmm. And... You know, a lot of people sort of know this, but they're not doing it 100% right. You find five groups that cater to your ideal audience. Now, if, you know, again, if you're like a holistic health coach, mm-hmm. you, it doesn't mean that you're going to all these other holistic coach uh, sites. Right. It means wh- who, where are your clients, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Is it a, a your ideal client? Chronic pain. You want to find five groups. Mm-hmm. Pardon? Maybe it's a group on, for people who have chronic pain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so then you're finding five groups that cater to your ideal audience mm-hmm. and then you join them. Mm-hmm. You're not spamming your stuff. You're not right. saying, hey, get my free report. Mm-hmm. Uh, get my free visibility checklist. Visit visibilitychecklist.com now. And you can't actually do that because that is my checklist that I offer you. <laughs> but I won't go into these other groups and do that right. because mm-hmm. I'm going to be kicked off. Mm-hmm. And that's just spammy and it's yucky. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is you want to look. Take 15 minutes every day and look to see people that are asking questions about mm-hmm. your expertise. Okay. And then you answer their questions. Mm-hmm. You do not self-promote yourself. Mm-hmm. You showing your expertise is promotion enough. Mm-hmm. This is you being the business owner inside the shop waiting for them to come to you. Mm-hmm. If you have your Facebook personal profile set up qu- uh, correctly where they know about your business mm-hmm. from your personal profile, mm-hmm. then um, whenever they check you out, it's going to naturally lead them to you. Right. If you go to my personal profile, you can find my uh, website, cindyjholberg.com. You can find my Facebook group, Get Seen, Get Known, Get Clients. You can find my other social media links, but it's all there on my personal profile. Mm-hmm. Because yep. when somebody's trying to figure out who you are, mm-hmm. chances are, especially on Facebook, they're going to find your personal profile before they find your business right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is how you can really get to be an expert really quick because people, because you're not you're not just saying, hey, get this, get that, get this, mm-hmm. buy my stuff. You're answering questions. You're showcasing your expertise. Mm-hmm. And people are naturally going to be inclined to want to know more. They're going to check you out. And mm-hmm. you're naturally leading them to your business. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I think a lot of people don't realize is guest blogging, guest posting is still really a hot way mm-hmm. to build your business. And it's evergreen. It will stay there forever. Mm-hmm. But don't just say, hey, Deb, can I guest post on your blog? Right. right? You want to be strategic about mm-hmm. it. So whatever you want to be visible for, again, the skincare uh, for young boys with acne, mm-hmm. 
So what you would do is you would Google teenage, uh, teenage boys with acne mm -hmm. and see what comes up in the top mm -hmm. 10, uh, the first page of Google. Then look mm -hmm. at those websites and see if they accept guest posts. Mm -hmm. If they accept guest posts, follow their guidelines mm -hmm. and put your pitch in for a guest post. Mm -hmm. This here is going to, uh, number one, you have a better chance of getting on the first page of Google because that website's already there. Right. And number two, you have this evergreen thing. Make sure that you can, again, have your bio there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my bios would say, again, you know, download your free visibility checklist at visibilitychecklist.com. Mm -hmm. Because this way, people get on my list and that's how they get to know me. Mm -hmm. so everything I've been talking about so far is that initial attraction. Mm -hmm. You see somebody cross the room, boom, you like them. But right. whenever you get them on your list or in your Facebook group, uh, but more on your list because they're a little... That's your They pay list. more attention mm -hmm. to email. They're yeah. not distracted by everything mm -hmm. else. Then... This is the dating period, and all the dating period is is getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And so you got to date somebody before you make the big proposal to take mm -hmm. the next step. Mm -hmm. And that's where you would ask them, you know, for the business. Mm -hmm. And whenever you follow this strategy, you can really build a very good, successful business mm -hmm. where you're not being salesy, you're not being spammy, you're just being uniquely who you are. You're allowing people, your ideal clients, to come to you naturally. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this is how you have fun in your business because you're only doing what's fun for you and right. what you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. You're being honest to your own values. You're mm -hmm. being who you are. And you're not, um, and, and again, this is what's attracting your ideal clients. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love, you know, that you talk about, you know, being on someone's podcast, hello, or, you know, guest blogging, um, and, but it does have to be specific. You know, I get, I get pitches from people all the time, so-and-so or, you know, or themselves would make a great guest on your program. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, and, 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 mm -hmm. you know, part of it is they, you know, there have been some people who think so much of themselves that they assume that I'm going to know who they are. Well, you know, no. <laughs> and so don't make me hunt for it, which is why I have a form that people fill out, you know, mm -hmm. where I ask them, what are you going to talk about? You know, some things like that. And there are some people who I've said, you know, it sounds great, but probably not a good fit. That's, that's actually very rare. You know, usually I can find something that, that will work, but yeah, if you're going to pitch that you should be, you know, a guest blogger, tell them, you know, here's what I would like to talk about or send them a sample blog post right. or something because we're very busy people. You know, don't make us go off and, and find that information because we won't do it. Um, you know, and, and even right. if it's, you know, somebody that you recognize, you're still not going to do that. You know, so, so be, you know, be as helpful as you can in order to, to provide that content. Exactly. And always, yeah. And always follow their directions right. and whenever mm -hmm. you do that, you know, you're just building connections with people. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, my podcast, a biz success in 15, mm -hmm. I interview top experts who share 15 minute strategies to mm -hmm. build your business. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, I have that in there. It's top experts. So mm -hmm. if you've been in business for a month, please don't ask me to be a right. guest on my mm -hmm. show because mm -hmm. I don't think you've established yourself mm -hmm. yet. But mm -hmm. The same with you. I don't get mm -hmm. too many of them and I haven't really said no to too many people, but mm -hmm. I will. And that's a part of knowing your confidence mm -hmm. and knowing right. what your business mm -hmm. is, is knowing, is knowing, hey, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, oh my gosh, Cindy J, we are almost at the top of the hour. You've got some great services that you provide. So again, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Well, first of all, you can go to visibilitychecklist.com mm -hmm. and download. It's seven steps that's going to radically up-level your visibility online. Right. Uh, so you can grab that free report and mm -hmm. go for it. But next, on June 10th of 2019, I am hosting my second annual Rocking Online Visibility Summit. Great. Uh, so you can go to rockingonlinevisibility.com mm -hmm. and sign up for the summit. It's absolutely free. You will have the option to upgrade if you choose, but okay. you can listen to 32 top experts in their mm -hmm. field wow. helping you with 
helping you with things like Instagram mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think I have a Twitter person this year. I know it's Instagram video, uh, Pinterest, mm-hmm. Facebook, all of these things where mm-hmm. you can step out and step out and be authentic and be who you are and get visible. Great. You know, my motto is get seen, mm-hmm. which is just again, that initial attraction across mm-hmm, the room, mm-hmm. get known as an expert. Mm-hmm. And the way that you get known as an expert is by knowing what you want to be known for and mm-hmm. shouting it on top of the world and to get clients because mm-hmm. that's why we're all in business. We right. want to help people and we want to earn a living while we're mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about props. Here's my one and only prop. Uh, I love it. Yes, um, but but yeah, yeah. I actually have like a wizard hat, oh, and I have cute. a wand. Oh, I love but it! I have a mask I used to put on because a lot of times people they're hiding mm-hmm. in the corporate right. world. Mm-hmm. We're taught that we have to act a certain way in social yes. services. I had to act a certain mm-hmm. way, speak a certain language. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the way we're taught. Whenever. Mm-hmm. We've been in any sort of corporate, or even if you've worked like a jack-in-the-box, you right. have to act a certain way there. Mm-hmm. But today, people want the real you, and they want all of you. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's why visibility is so important whenever you, is, is to let go of that mask mm-hmm. that you've been wearing, and just really let people see who you are. Perfect. What a great way to end this. Um, and, and so we are going to end that. So remember that, folks. Um, you, and you can visit Cindy's information and see her website at cindyholbrook.com. Cindy J. Holbrook. Cindy J. Holbrook.com. Um, and, you know, so Cindy. Did you J. hear me, Deb? Yes. Uh-huh. It's so cindyjholbrook.com. Cindy um, make sure that, that you go in and visit all of, you know, and, and see all the information there. I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful time talking with Cindy J. Holbrook. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.